The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Big Sills! Big Monday. Oh, man. Wow. You know, unfortunately, I don't think this Jalen Hurts story is big enough for the national people not to be covering this thing. This is a big story. And, you know, they're talking NBA. I can guarantee you if this was a Dak Prescott deal, this would be front and center. It's a big deal. Do you understand? April 17th, 2022, we were debating whether or not Jalen Hurts was a franchise quarterback. Now he's being paid $51 million annually a year and getting 180 in guarantees. The rise of this dude, it's the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life in any position in the national. I've never seen anything like this. The only other thing maybe that I could see was the fall of Tiger. If you want to put contrast in rising fame and falling fame, that was probably the only comparisons that I could come up with. Just, I mean, the fall of Tiger, all the sponsors, everyone hating him, and the rise of Hurts. Okay, I mean, actually, if you want to look at the deal that he gave the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he's going to make $5 million less than what Kyler Murray's deal is. So there's there's maneuvering room. And kind of what Jason Cole said early in the process of us talking about his contract extension, what what did Jason say? Pay him early, man. Pay him early. Invest in the dual threat quarterback early. And that's exactly what went down. By the way, it's not a lesser deal because why? Jalen put a value on that no trade clause. You know what that means? That means he wanted control of his destiny. For the first time in Jalen Hurts' career, he has control of his destiny. Saban had it. Colleges had it. The Eagles had it. He has control of his destiny. Okay, that's a big deal. Nobody in the NFL has control of their destiny. That's a big deal. Of all the things in that contract, outside the guaranteed money, that no trade is control of where you go, what you do, everything. The particulars of it. By the way, it's a gigantic gamble. And I'll explain. Eagles and Hertz have agreed to a five-year, $255 million contract extension. $179 million. $51 million 
per year. How many people think here? Let me let me let me start this out with this. Jalen Hurts is not being paid because he's a prolific passer. He's not. Mahomes 5250. Herbert 4739. Brady 4694. Kirk Cousins 4547. Joe Burrow 4475. Golf 4438. Allen, 42-83. And before you open your faces and say he missed games, that's part of dual threat. Geno Smith, 42-82. Trevor, 4-1-1-3 and Hurts is 10th. Jalen Hurts is being paid for two things. The potential and he's unique. He's a unique skill set compared to any – watch this. He's not one of those guys above him. But all nine guys above him are not him. And the Eagles are paying for the uniqueness. But here, let me let me let me put this out there to you. How many years has Kirk Cousins played? How many years has Kirk Cousins played? Seven, eight, nine, is it? I don't, I, I really don't know. How many years has he played? Okay. You know who he is. Because there's an enormous sample size. You know what that player is. Jalen Hurts had 15 ball games. You don't know what he is. You're betting on the potential that he continues to get better. And by all accounts, it looks like it is. And the most important thing as well, the Eagles are vested in him. They're vested in getting the best players possible around him. That's important. Remember what we talk about with environment? Look at the environment here. Let me say this to you, too, what Howie Roseman did. Okay? Howie Roseman gave Jalen Hurts control of his destiny. If you are a potential free agent out there and you see that, The Eagles are showing you, they'll pay you. And this is a place for you. The culture is amazing. The culture is by far better than I ever thought it was. Let me think of the cultures in the NFL that might be better. Pittsburgh? Seattle, maybe? Um, Buffalo? But I don't think better. I, you, 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 you could flip a coin. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and Philly has to be the best environment. Okay, has to be the best environment. He's got an owner that's willing to open up the checkbook. We'll find out what Cincinnati does here in a bit. By the way, Jalen Hurts has opened the door for Joe Burrow, Lamar. And Justin Herbert, those guys are going to make gargantuan money. Gargantuan money. But it's a risk for the Eagles because there's such a small sample size. You have one year that you're saying, I believe in the kid. I don't know how else you look at it. It's a massive risk. But this is what this organization does to stay ahead of Dallas. 
Isn't it funny? The Eagles are the most riskiest team because of what, what they've gone through with Carson Wentz and now how quick they were able to pull the trigger here. It's pretty remarkable. And it's not here we go. You think 15 games is enough to give somebody a, over a quarter of a billion dollars and not call that a risk? Really? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You have no idea how this is going to play out. It's one year. And the the point is the Eagles are risk takers. They have proven that since the Wentz deal. Actually, it solidifies them as being the riskiest franchise in the NFL. You gave a quarterback $255 million on a 15-game performance. It's insane. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's awesome. This comes off the heels of getting their faces kicked in on the Wentz deal. It's a gamble. This guy doesn't have 35 ball games. He's not a better player than Lamar Jackson. But the Eagles love being in business with him. That's a risk. It's crazy great. It's not a three-year evaluation. It's a one-year. And by the way, he's gotten better every year. Correct. He ain't one of these dudes. He's being paid on his uniqueness. And quite frankly, his first year starting was not really anything all that hot. What he did last year was amazing. That's the story. Don't make more of it than what it wasn't. Other quarterbacks have taken their teams. Brock Purdy took his team to one less game than Jalen Hurts making $937,000. Again, the 49ers don't have to pay a guy $51 million right now. Is that an advantage? Probably when you don't have the guy in the building yet that you need to have to be your signal caller. Probably. The only thing that keeps them afloat next to the Eagles is the fact they're not paying $51 million. Or they've got some Derek Carr there that they have to put money behind that's not going to deliver. Or like in Dallas, that's not going to put that team in a Super Bowl. Or How many people think, you know, Dak Prescott's going to make $49 million this year. You think the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl? I don't. I don't. It's a big risk. However, you know why the Eagles went ahead and pulled the trigger on 15 ball games? They like the uniqueness. They like the fact that the player is a great face of the franchise. And again, stop with that shit. He's not better than Lamar. He hasn't done anything near what Lamar Jackson has done. And for those who say Lamar's not as good a passer, he did lead the NFL in touchdown passes. It's Jalen will never do that. Even with 2,000 yard receivers, he's a unique talent. And that's what the Eagles are paying him on. They're paying him on the uniqueness. Now, I will say this to you about his game versus Lamar. I personally think he's not better 
gifted as a quarterback than Lamar. However, I think he plays the game better than Lamar. I think just like Brady plays the game better than Aaron Rodgers, I think he plays the game better. Like if you had to put those two dudes on a team that was equal, Lamar's beating you. Okay? He is. But Jalen knows how to use the pieces around him. All right? (laughs) Arthur goes, Dan is lost. So 15 games is okay for you to put $250 million behind somebody. Okay. Hey, we'll agree to disagree, dude. Okay. We'll find out this year, even more so. Dude, consistency to me means elite. Not one year. Consistency. Doing it over a period of time. Being a team guy. You know what's cool today that I didn't hear from anybody and I didn't hear from this one particular quarterback? Do you know when you know you got the guy? When you got the guy who just won the Super Bowl, not bitching about anything or saying anything to anybody, and he's happy with his situation in Kansas City. That's when you know you got the guy. I think Philly's got that guy too. I do. I think Buffalo's got that guy also. That's why you paid. I think Cincinnati has that guy. We'll see how that relationship is financially, though. Okay? By the way, this is not a rip. Absolute congratulations to a kid who is absolutely... Hey, by the way, if you're Nick Saban, how do you feel today knowing that you quit on that kid and he's now the highest paid player in the NFL on April 17th, 2023. I don't give a shit how they bow tie that thing and how they gift wrap it in Tuscaloosa. You quit on that guy. And if you're Tua, you're looking at this and you're doing this now. Man, maybe if I would have coached a guy, I could go around blowing the horn that I had the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. But what you have is a guy who you kicked out because you gave the job to Tua. You gave that job to two, dude. No way of looking. It's like Joe Burrow. What, you think Ryan Day could take credit for Joe Burrow? Or or Urban Meyer when they told him, nah, Dwayne Haskins, and we got a kid, Justin Fields, coming in. Well, you think those guys could take credit for that? Well, he was with the Buckeye program. Yeah, you didn't want him. Yeah, you, and now I guarantee you Saban's going to go, well, we told him he had to be a better passer. Yeah, that's why you took the job from him. That doesn't make you a good coach, Nick. That makes you a guy that knows he's got 78 guys deep, and you don't have to coach those guys at Alabama. You just got to recruit them. That right there in a nutshell shows you, Nick Saban's not the head coach you think he is. He's the, hell of a, he's the best recruiter in college football. The best coach? I don't know about that. Because if you couldn't see Jalen Hurts, what's that say about your talent evaluation? Am I wrong? Nick's sitting around going, oh, yeah, you know, we recruited, we drafted him. But they ended up firing him on national television. And by the way, he was the one that set the narrative that Hurts wasn't an elite quarterback when he fired his ass. Hey, no question about it. 
Jalen Hurts is a set. His ascent is insane, great, and it's a testament to the kid's hard work. It's a testament to his hard work. Not even the Eagles believed it last year. Why? Am I wrong when I say this? The Eagles didn't believe Jalen Hurts was going to be the future of the team. You know why? They went out and got another first rounder. They wanted to be able to get one of these quarterbacks that were going to be in next week's draft. Instead, they're they're celebrating giving a guy a $255 million deal. That's amazing. Even for the franchise. The player wins, the franchise wins, and most importantly, he may be in a position where he gave the Eagles a hometown discount kind of deal where they can maneuver around on salary cap. But when he got that no trade, the most impressive thing and most respectful thing that the Philadelphia Eagles did for Jalen Hurts, besides the commitment on only 15 ball games, was they gave him that no trade clause. That is unbelievable that a player has control of his own destiny. Such a young player. It's, it's in my opinion, that is really the golden egg of the deal. That's the golden egg of the deal. Jalen Hurts is given generational wealth and control of that wealth. I mean, it, it it's a better deal, in my opinion. Outside, I know it's $70 million less. Well, wait a minute. There's no trade there, too, in Cleveland. He has a no trade. So Deshaun's deal is probably still the best because it's all those guarantees. And he's got a no trade. So it's still the best deal. But Jalen's got the second best deal in the NFL right now because he has control of where he can or not go. It's really amazing. Okay? It is. However, okay, let's do this. Why isn't it a risk only 15 ball games? Who, how many of you think it's not a risk? How many, how many people think it's not a risk? You're comfortable with 15 games. You're comfortable with 15. No risk? Richie goes, it's no risk to have a guy play one year of great football. One year. He, he doesn't think that's a risk. An investment like that is risk. Hey, by the way, 17, I like the risk to the point that the team is willing to do it. I think it's risky for the player to invest in a player of that style. I've always said that. I'll never change. However, for the organization to do that shows you the culture in the building. They're not afraid. It's a risky organization. They take leaps. They may take a leap next week's NFL draft. 
This shows you, by the way, this risk, I don't know how it doesn't set up the NFL draft. God knows what he's going to do. How does Jalen's contract affect Lamar's contract? Big time. He'll get more. From what I heard, they've already offered him $53 million, and he's turned it down. He, he wants more years and guarantees from what I'm understanding. Um, Eagles have balls. Yes. Yes. Huge. Huge, man. Um, we'll talk Bubba Baker. Any getting 60 plus a year? I don't think. I don't think Burrow will get 60. But he probably will get 55 somewhere up in that neck of the woods. Somewhere in there, 55, I would say. Um, this has to set up the draft next week. Jalen Hurts, is, his, his silence has really been impressive. Really been impressive during this offseason. That's why they landed on that number. He played one year decent making the playoffs. And one great year showing growth and leadership is what you're paying for. No, I agree. You're not okay with that? $51 million for a guy who's not an elite passer. And probably will never be. But again, he's one of. Lamar plays like him. And he plays like Lamar. Lamar plays too reckless. I think Jalen's the best runner of the RPO I've ever seen. Okay? That says a lot. I, I, I think he's the best RPO runner I've ever seen. I mean, when they brought the Wildcat in, the Wildcat was made for him. But then on top of that, he's a better passer than any Wildcat quarterback that's ever played. I mean... He's a passing Wildcat quarterback. There's no doubt around that. He's never going to put up numbers in gigantic passing. He's never. He never will because the style of play. So how do you, how do you have 2,000-yard wideouts and you don't throw for four grand? Oh, he got hurt? I know. I said he wouldn't. Banner... Got to respect the I do respect the Eagles and what they've done. I do. <clears throat> um, Jason goes such a lie. He's done it in college. He got fired in college. He got fired on national television, Jason. Fired by Saban. You must have missed that game. Again, you see what you want to hear. It, Bob says it's a calculated risk. It's a, it's a, it, it's higher risk. Here, here, I'll tell you this, Kyler Murray. If that guy never gets his team to a Super Bowl, it's a failure deal. Dak Prescott's deal right now is on flames because he hasn't got that team not only not to a Super Bowl, but he hasn't gotten that team to a conference title game. Can't wait until Hurts ends up like Kyler. I don't think so. 
By the way, Kyler Murray may have been Hey, Kyler Murray might be right in the end about Arizona. Okay? You guys want to kick the shit out of Kyler Murray all the time. He might be right. Everyone wants out. Ownership is a is a train wreck. I don't know. Maybe Murray's right. Maybe Kyler Murray sees himself wasting his ability there in Arizona. Oh, I see. It's okay for Bubba. It's okay for Buda Baker and D-Hop and all the rest of these guys to talk shit. But maybe when he does it, he's looked at it as a malcontent. I don't know. He might be right. Big Sills, what's up? Hey, Philly 500. Now we got Hurt sign getting Bijan is more important. Got to keep building around him. Hey, hey, Philly, I would ask you this, though. You think so? 15 games is enough for you for $255 million, five years, 51 per year. You're okay with only 15 games. You're okay with that. Again, it's just it's a question. I want to see how many people are okay with one season. Okay, I want to see who's okay with one year. Got it. Again, this goes on the other side of the coin on this. Hey, man, the Eagles having failed with the Wentz deal to get this deal here and push their chips in again, pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Yeah, Arthur, he was carried his first year into the playoffs. Carried. Last year, he was the engine. Year before that, he was carried. Five-year contract, not a good move. It's not a good move if they don't get to the Super Bowl again. Hurts proved himself. Um, he's been getting better each year. Yeah, it's worth it. So you think he has shown the same type of increase in talent. So if you had to pick Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, who would you take for the next 10 years? Who would you take? (laughs) Josh Allen by far for me. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, not a question. Um... Trevor Lawrence or Jalen? Mm. Boy, Trevor Lawrence with those two wideouts and tight end and O line, he'd go for fifty five. I'll take probably Trevor. I'll probably take Trevor Lawrence. Um, Justin Herbert got to win more. Got to win more. He's got a bigger arm. Okay, he's got a bigger arm. But again, it's not fair to compare him to those guys. Those guys are superior passers. He He's a unique talent. And again, that's what the Eagles are paying for. The uniqueness, and they think there's nobody. And by the way, you know, he's the number one quarterback in the NFC by default. There's no one in it. I mean, it's, it's not on the Eagles. That's on the other organizations, not – Look at the NFC and not getting the quarterback position right. I mean, you got a guy in Seattle that was a cast off who even had a better passing year last year than Jalen. 
And it you 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 had castoffs who had comeback years. Jared Goff, for instance, also come back. So again, I mean, and it's not it's not a that's that's not a rip on Jalen or the Eagles. It's just by default, there's nothing in it. Would you take Jalen Hurts over Dak, Sills? Yes. Matthew Stafford, probably. Um, anybody else? Tyler Murray, I would. Kirk Cousins, obviously. I mean, over Dak, even though he hasn't beaten Dak and Dak beats up on the Eagles, I still would take him. I still would take him. Okay? Can't be mad at the guy for taking advantage. I don't think it's the guy. I think it's Howie. I think it's Howie. Howie, the reason... I I personally believe the reason that the Eagles are pushing all their chips in and all their money in right now is because of the way and the shape that the NFC is in. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Why, why, why wouldn't you take it? Who wouldn't? If you've got what you... Here, I'll make this point to you about the Eagles. There are so many holes on the Eagles now, but all the teams in the NFC, the Eagles have the fewest. Compared to what we saw in 2022, the Eagles have a ton of holes. Okay? But when you start talking about them and comparing them to the other NFC teams, they got monster holes to have to to have to uh, fix and look at. There's some, there, there's almost the 95% of the NFC has far more questions than what the Eagles have. So when you guys are doing this, safety position, linebacker, DT, you know, we're talking and we're comparing to what we saw a year ago, but compared to the rest of the NFC, the Eagles are – the Eagles are far and away ahead of 95% of the rosters. Dallas got better. Seattle's good. Detroit's getting better. Okay? Those teams. New York looks like it could be getting better. Washington is going to be in a better place. Carolina could be. But all those teams have massive holes on them. Okay? Massive holes on them. Defenses in the NFL isn't the answer anymore. Probably right. You're probably right. So the argument is, there is no argument. The No, what argument? No one's arguing, Cooley. I'm telling you, the Eagles are taking full advantage of the fact that the NFC doesn't have dominant teams. Good for you. That's what you should be doing. That's why they're pushing the chips in. It complete. They're taking advantage of what's going, not what's going on, actually. That's led the Cowboys to an offense that was top five points per game with the 31st ranked pass block win rate. And Noah Brown as his number two. I don't give a shit. You pay a guy 50 million bucks, you need to get to the conference title game. They've won three postseason games in 30 years. Get over yourself with that. I don't give a shit about... Re- you don't build your legacy in the regular season. You build your legacy in the postseason. And Dak has no postseason legacy. Zero. 
Jalen Hurts is more accomplished than Dak Prescott in the postseason. That's a fact. That's a fact. People, and, and this is where you use this. Well, Dak has thrown for more yards. Yeah, Hurts has thrown for more yards in the two times that they have matched up against Mahomes. But nobody would confuse the argument that Hurts is better than Mahomes. That's where that argument dies. It's about winning in those games. Okay? It's about Dak Prescott has no legacy. Tony Romo, no legacy. Hurts has been to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff has a legacy. You know what his legacy is? He's doing something Matthew Stafford couldn't do. Do you know what that is? Turn the Lions around. Matthew Stafford left Detroit to go to Los Angeles because he couldn't get the job done that he was hired to do. Well, Jared Goff is getting the job done. You know, I, I, I get it. He couldn't do it. Golf is doing it. Golf is turning around the Lions. That's worth $40 million. <laughs> That's worth it. Because of the state of the NFC, that may be why they... Di- I, we're going we're gonna to get to that. We're going to get to, we haven't even gotten to the topics yet. So I say it's a risk. I think it's amazing what the Eagles have done by throwing that risk out there. I think Jalen Hurts, without a doubt, has put himself in a position with his hard work. He's winning. He's performing. His involvement with the organization I think what they've done by giving him that no trade, they gave him a seat at the board of directors table. I, I, I think he's an integral part now of the future of the team, not just on the field, something they would never have done with once. You know what that is? Asking his opinion. What do you think? During business with Hertz. Hertz's value now to them and Hertz's value on how he sees himself, unbelievable. He has complete control of his destiny. Every NFL player's dream. Not just the money, the control of your own destiny. Put those chips in with Bijan. It's a calculated risk. Anytime you sign a guy, I don't think they had a, a choice that would cost more next year. It's a risk, but here's also something that I'm hearing about B. John Robinson. I want to get this right because I was told this on Saturday. It's with the Patriots. The Patriots want to draft Paris Johnson at 10. 
they would move to 14 and draft B.J. Robinson. Would you do it? Would you do it? Now, I'm going to give you trade scenarios for that. And by the way, there are here are some of the teams and some of the deals that have been offered up for 10 and for 30 on some of the people I've spoken to. You guys know who we have on the program. Bruce Arians works in the front office. Tom Telesco. Um, Frank Wright, Kevin Colbert, all those guys who work with those organizations we've talked to over the weekend. Okay? Here are some of the here are some of the potential deals that could be out there for your picks. First off, before we move on here, do you want to hear? And by the way, um, what do you make of the Patriots and what the Patriots are looking at by Eagles moving down to 14, the Patriots moving to 10 so they can draft their old lineman and them taking Robinson at 14? Well, I, I actually like that deal because you're getting more picks, obviously. Okay. I do it, Sills. Yes, I want to hear it. Here we go. Here are some of the potential deals for your picks. Again, this is pretty exclusive. Cardinals trading up. Or the Eagles trading up to the Cardinals pick. You would have to give the 10th and 30th a number six this year and a second in 2024 to get up to get up to the third pick. Might be a little too rich. Might be a little too rich for Will Anderson. Cards would get... The Eagles would get the cards number three. Cards get number 10, number 30. And a number two in 2024. It's and 2000. And a number two in 2024. Would you do that to move the number three? That's the price tag. I happen to think that's too much. I agree, guys. I agree. I think that's a little too rich. I talked to uh, Mike Lombardi today about it, and the cards are asking for those kind of moves to get to number three. So, again, the Eagles would get number three to get Will, and the cards would get number 10 and number 30 and a number two in 2024. I think it's a little rich. I think I got about, I got five of them. Probably more to come too. Here's the second projected. It's with the Seahawks at five. If Carter falls there. 
The Eagles get the Seahawks number five. The Seahawks would get the 10th. A second, number 62. In 2023, and in 2024, it would be a third. So, for the Eagles to move up to five from 10, Seahawks would get 10, a second in 2023, number 62, and in 24, you would give up a third rounder. That's the move to five to get potentially Jalen Carter. Give you the 10th pick, the second, and then another third in 2024 to get to five. Mm. He's a great player, so I would probably do that. I would probably do that. Here's the Eagles and Bucks. Jason Light. The Eagles would get the Bucks' 19th pick, a second in 2023. It's the 50th pick, a fifth in 2024. The Bucks would get. The Eagles number 10. Probably at 19, you might be able to get Robinson there. He could be still there, and it's ahead of Dallas. Okay? Yeah, I know. We have a second. I know. Fifth. So the Eagles would get 19. They would get a second, 2023, the 50th pick from the Bucks. And a fifth rounder in 2024 for the Bucks' tenth for the Eagles' tenth pick. Would you do that? Okay. Eagles 19. They would get a two, number 50, 23 this year, and a fifth and 24. Bucks get the tenth pick. That's for the tenth pick, and you trading down. Go up nine spots to 10. We need another next year. Trade back to 14. Here's one with the Raiders. Eagles get number 38. 2023. A fourth, 109. In 2023. And a fourth in 2024 for the 30th pick. Would you do that? That's about what the price is going to be if you trade that pick away at the bottom down there. For the Eagles' 30th pick, they would move to 38 in 2023, 109. Fourth rounder in 23, and they would get a fourth rounder in 2024. Would you do that? You wouldn't do that? 
you would get one, two, three pretty quality picks for the 30th pick. You'd get three players you could put on your football team. For the 30th pick, you wouldn't do that? Why would I want to take a player down there when I could get three players? At 30, yeah, Yale. You get three players at 30. Eight, eight and 30, 38 and 30 are going to be in the same pool. Okay? Get three players. Two this year, one next year when you got a ton of picks. Here's the deal with the Titans. This is for number 30. Eagles get the 41st pick in 2023. A fifth rounder, 147, 2023. And a third rounder. And the Titans would get the 30th pick. Again, three players. The 30th pick is going to land you three guys. Versus one guy. Doesn't it make more sense? Wouldn't you rather have three quality guys than one one guy that you're taking a gamble on? Again, here's the deal. Remember your draft history. Out of the three guys, one of those guys is going to contribute. If you pick one guy, you're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. Howie needs as many picks as he can get to get it right. Again, let's just to recap here. For the Eagles' third, for the Eagles' tenth pick, and for them to move up to number three, you would have to give the cards ten and thirty and a number two in 2024. I think that's a little too rich for me. I think the cards, the player that's there is really great. That's why it's a big price tag. Okay? I I think that's a big price tag. Too much. I think it is too. Uh, so I'm I'm not cool. I'm not cool on moving up. I I don't think Howie's going to move up to 3. That's too much, man. I have to give you my 10th and 30th and I would have to give you the second rounder in 2024 for me to move up to 3. I get it's Anderson. Shit, man. That's a big price tag. I think he's the best player. I understand it. I get where the Cardinals are. That's how they value that player in that pick. That's how they see that guy. Eagles and Seahawks to move the five to potentially get Jalen Carter. Seahawks would get the number 10. The number 62 this year. And a third in 2024. Eagles and Bucks. For the Bucks to move up to 10 to maybe get Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, who visited the Bucks. See, this is why the Bucks may do this to get to Will Levis. The Bucks are offering 19, their 19th pick, the 50th pick in the second round, 2023, and a fifth in 2024. For their tenth pick, for their ability to get to your number ten, 
If you do that, you could do what Philly 500 wants. At 19, there's a potential there that you could draft Bijan Robinson there. And it makes sense. You get the fourth best player in the draft at 19. You're not overdrafting. You're not overdrafting. Of all these, of all these picks, potentially in trades, I think the Cardinal one is a little too rich. I think the Titan offers not enough for the 30th pick. To get to number five, that's not bad. To get to number five, to get Jalen Carter, I give you my 10th pick. Okay? I have to give you my 62nd pick this year, and I have to give you a third to get to number five for Jalen Carter. I'm... I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The Raider one for the 30th pick is not bad. Eagles would get number 30, 38. At uh, 2023, they would get a fourth, 109. 2023, they would get a fourth and 2024 for the 30th. That's three players. I'm a fan of the three players. I'm a fan of the three players for the 30th pick. I'm a fan of that because it gives you better odds that somebody's going to contribute finally. You think a player can be offer for our picks? Um, What player are you looking at? You're talking like um, Buda Baker at 30? Buda Baker's a better player than C.J. Gardner. He's a better player. He's a better player than him. Okay? Um, he's, he's, he's a true safety. He's a pro bowler. Um, I, I, think he's a, I, think he's a better, I think he's a better player. He wants to be paid big money. Um, I, I think he's worth an investment. But again, how he being able to get $5 million lesser on Jalen Hurts' deal allows him to be able to go and talk with deals like this. They're one of the favorites to land him, too, by the way. $15 million? I'll tell you one thing that Jeffrey Lurie's going to have to do to keep the books kind of sane. You know what that is? He's going to have to give a lot of money up front to keep those books healthy. He has to give a ton of money up front. Has to give a ton of money. And that means a lot more commitment. And that's why free agents are are tweeting out, congratulations this, doing that, and this and that. Okay? Oh, I I know. Buddha's a great ball player, man. I'm, I'm good. By the way, Tyree Wilson is flying up the board as well. He's totally flying up the board. I don't know about you, but now that you've given Jalen Hurts this money, I think it's even more. Hey, Tone, you you could tell our boys this one here. Now that you signed this guy for $51 million, Jalen Hurts, it is more imperative than ever you draft Bijan Robinson. 
to protect that guy. Do you want a $51 million investment carrying the ball 20 times a game? Do you? I surely don't. That guy will not make that five-year contract if you don't address it with better talent in the backfield. There's not a person in that backfield that can help Jalen Hurts out. Miles Sanders is a fine ball player. He's not elite. And he had elite numbers behind that great old line. If the Eagles are smart, they take advantage of Jalen Hurts and their fabulous O-line. Look at the two things that they've invested in the most. O-line, because there's three of them. Shit, you could even say the wideouts and the quarterback. But the quarterback has a uniqueness to him. He's not Mahomes. He can't do without those guys. He's got to have talented people around him. Nothing wrong with that. Dan Marino screamed of that for 25 years. I need better people around me. Dan Marino never had a running game. What did it result in? Nothing. You put up empty calorie stats. As Kirk Cousins. You need to limit Jalen Hurts' running of the ball. Not his ability to run it or his availability. Because Jalen, tell me, tell me this. Tell me this. Do we all not agree with this? Jalen Hurts is smarter than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I'm not talking about book smart and I'm not talking about intellectually smarter. I'm talking how they see the game. How they approach the game. Jalen Jalen running out of bounds. Remember, I I told you guys this in the Detroit game. One of the things that was so crazy, watching Jalen Hurts do this. He's running down the sidelines. He'd rather take the incomplete pass than take the hit or a stupid pass in traffic. Carson Wentz made a career being stupid in traffic. Josh Allen has made bonehead plays in traffic. Lamar Jackson's reckless reckless in his running. Hurts sees that game better. He knows when to slide. Like Phil Simms said, this guy's got more. more. Look at at how Hurts has control of the offense and his life and his contract. He has completely changed the entire landscape of everything in his life. He had no control at Alabama. He couldn't control that narrative. Had no control. By the way, it's not like the NFL thought much of him. Not that being drafted in the second round is a bad thing. But he wasn't thought of as being elite. They put him in the second round. And everyone in Philly bitched about it. Okay, so it wasn't like everyone respected him. Or or I should say this, respected his game. They probably respect the guy. Get this. You know what the big narrative was on Jalen Hurts at Alabama? They respected the guy more than the game. That's a fact. Okay, that's a fact. Alabama respected the player more than his game. Hence the actions of Saban. NFL, second round. They didn't look at him as, shit, they thought more Josh Rosen than him. They thought more Sam Darnold than him. 
They thought more of Baker Mayfield than him, and he was coached by the same dude. Absolutely not. I think it's a massive guitar. Absolutely not. I think it's a massive gamble. Kudos to the Eagles for doing it. 15 games in, you give a guy $255 million at 51 per. I hope he continues his success. Okay? I I don't think bitch about it hurts. It was a curious move. Clutch Sports dealing with LeBron helped Jalen. I think Clutch Sports, and I think this Nicole, who handled the contract, was, was absolutely brilliant. Kudos to her, too. A woman in an NFL game like being an agent, for her, kudos, man. Because, you the see, I'll tell you without a doubt why it's important to have really a lot of great agents, especially a woman agent. And especially a good agent. The more you have, the less control you give to pl- those guys over the players. Okay? The more good ones you have, the better for the players. When you just have Jimmy Sexton and you have Tom Condon or Drew Rosenhaus, and those are the only people you hear, Lee Steinberg, and there's only like a handful of them, they control all the players they have in their books, which means that the 50th guy doesn't really get the respect that he deserves because he's always looking out for the top end of the contracts. So the more people that you have that are really good quality agents, it's better for the game and it's better for the players. So kudos. She's now in the game and you got to probably give it to LeBron Maverick Carter and them dudes. Because all those guys put her in the game. It's kudos, man. She must be brilliant. Must be brilliant. A week ago, Sill said having an agent was a deterrent in the question. Not every, not every case is the same, JM. I'm saying the more agents you have, the better for the players. If a guy wants to do his own, how did you get that out of that? That I just said that more agents are better for the players who choose to get the agents. And if you want to do your own deal, like Roquan or Lamar, more power to you. What? How do? How are they the same? Jesus, criminy! Every guy has a right to do whatever he wants. Pick an agent, not pick an agent. All I'm saying is, the more the merrier. If you don't want one, fine. He's no dumber. If you were a vet working on minimum. You don't need an agent. Well, Lamar's not going to be working on minimum. Okay? He, he, he's not going to be worried. He's, he's going to make more money than Hurts. Okay? So, I say this. All, Howie's getting a lot of conversation for that 10th pick. And there is a lot. There is a lot. Sills, if Lamar goes to Washington, do you think the Eagles are the team to beat? No. Washington would be better. Well, no, I have to do the Eagles still because they're the king. Got to beat the king. So 
It's too close for that. No, I would I would say Philly still because they're the reigning NFC East champions and the reigning NFC champions, and Washington hasn't done shit. Um, Lamar would change the total landscape. It'd be an incredible conference. It'd be an incredible division, but you still got to stick with the guys who did it and the guys who are bringing the majority of the team back, and there's continuity and stability in the Eagles. So you you still have to go Eagles for the NFC East. But Washington would be arguably the second-best team in the NFC If Lamar Jackson goes to Washington, the Commanders would be the second-best team in the National Football League, followed by the 49ers, I would think. Okay, because you would have Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts as your ringleaders, and you don't know what's going on in San Francisco. You may have a better roster. You may have a better roster, but I don't think you would have the better team so I would still probably say um, Philadelphia. Again, one thing how he did that was really great also. He, he, he diminished a lot of the pain that I thought was coming to the defense, even though you lost five starters. I thought he did a good job. There could have been a lot more pain on that side of the ball. Could have been a lot more pain. I don't think we fans understand how lucky we have it. Have such a stable front office, completely true, and a a gambling one. We have gone through three head coaches and have gotten to two Super Bowls and one win. Duck, I I think for them to pull the trigger on 15 ball games to give a guy $255 million, 51, and like one, what is it? What's, What's the number on 180 guaranteed? I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. You gave a guy over a quarter of a billion dollars on 15 ball games is nuts. Okay. What do you do? Sills, what? Sills, what do you grade the signing? A plus on both sides. It, it, to me, again, the golden egg in this whole thing is the no trade. It's not just the money. Jalen, get this. When Jalen's other three guys, Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow sign, he'll be the fourth highest paid guy. Okay? But what he'll have that maybe those other guys won't have, he'll have a no trade there. Dude, the value on that to have control of your own destiny is incredible. That means this. Say something went sideways. Hypothetically, you always have to work on the back door in case something's sideways, right? Say something goes completely bad. I don't know. Jalen wants out. Like you see the exodus going on in Arizona. And I'm not saying it, but he's got a built-in fail-safe now, along with Nicole and Clutch that says this. No, you're not sending me there because our skill set won't fit that organization. And we don't want to go to organizations that don't have a commitment to winning. You know, there's a ton of organizations in the NFL that are not committed to winning. And when you have control of your own destiny, you control that direction. I'm not going to the Jets. Sorry. I'm not going to the Patriots. I'm not going to Chicago. I'm not going to organizations 
that don't have a commitment to being a star football program, not just a team, but wanting to put it around the quarterback and invest in the quarterback. The Buccaneers are a great organization. The Glazers will spend money. They've proven that. Even though that thing's going to be a train wreck, all the th- get this, guys. I'll, I have to take a time out here. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 at the bottom of the hour. But would you not agree that the Buccaneers and Rams, they gambled and did it right? Even though their football teams, for the second year in a row, may not have winning seasons, they still won a Super Bowl. With the gambles they did in their front office, they won Super Bowls. Rams won, Bucks won. So it paid off. Those front offices show you that they'll spend money. I want to hit on more on Bijan joining the Eagles. I think it's more important than ever. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. On really an historic day. A guy takes his story from being fired at Alabama. And a year ago, on April 17th, 2022, on being debated whether or not he's the franchise guy, gets $250 million, 180 of it guaranteed, and 51 annually from the Philadelphia Eagles, who took him in the second round. Incredible story. Hour number two, hit the like button, please. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Nessa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Soleno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. They're carving them up and 
Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much. Um, without a doubt, without a doubt, great day for the Eagles. Um, signing him to that $255 million contract, it shows you that the Eagles are not afraid. I, once again, think it's a gamble. However, this is a gambling organization. Doesn't this lead you to believe now that Bijan Robinson actually could be in their sights now. Isn't everything about protecting him? Isn't every move now about him? I think what they're going to do is load up on offense and they're going to go like this. They learned one thing. They're not paying $20 million for a tackle or $7 million for a safety or even $7 million for a linebacker or $5.5 million. They're going to put all their skilled players on the offensive side, and they're going to go try to win ball games. Because you know why? Nobody in the NFC frightens them. Dude, you don't have Patrick Mahomes that you have to get to a conference title game and beat. The Eagles are the hunted, like the Chiefs are in the AFC. But then again, I think there's more Wolves in the AFC. I think the Jags are going to continue to get better. Buffalo's got a 10-year window. Don't let anybody in Philly tell you that they don't. It's no hot seat for Sean McDermott. When you got Josh Allen, you got 10 years of a Super Bowl window. Same thing with Herbert, but again, the organization. I question the Chargers. I don't believe they do things right. They don't do them like the Eagles. They're cheap. They're frugal. And they make front office decisions that don't, they, they do everything right in personnel except what? When they don't get the coaches right and they don't get the contracts right. That's why they bomb. That's why the Chargers never win. They get the contracts wrong because they bitch about them and they never get the coaching right. Actually, they've never gotten the coaching right. They've gone through more coaches. Since Dan Fouts, think quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cattle cave of horrible coaching decisions. They have so many good football players. Derwin James is elite. Keenan Allen's elite. Mike Williams is elite. Austin Eckler's elite. Their left tackle's elite. Their quarterback's elite. Khalil Mack is elite. Joey Bose's elite. And you can't win with that? Shit, there's as much talent on that football team as there is in Philadelphia. But I would take Philly over that 
Charger team any day. It's just not a well-run organization. Niners, um, I would say this. Here's why it's most important. Here's, here's the, and by the way, Nick Sirianni was a wide receiver coach in that organization. Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator. Um, here's why you have to get a guy. Look, here are the five best players for next Thursday's draft. Here are the five best players. And I've not changed. Okay. Here's my top five. My top five players that I would want on the Eagles. I should say that. This is Big Sills' top five players that he would want on the Eagles. I got B.J. Robinson, number one. Will Anderson, I just think it's too expensive. Jalen Carter, number three. Paris Johnson, number four. And Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, number five. Those would be my five players that I would want to see on the Eagles if I had to use my first-round pick or one of them, okay? Or maybe two of them. You get those two guys, any of those five guys, these are the five best that I could see for the team to help them win a Super Bowl. Every one of these guys outside of Tyree Wilson probably helps you win a Super Bowl. Top four do for sure. Paris Johnson, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, and B. John Robinson. The rest of those dudes, they're not going to help you this year. Who's going to help you? Lucas Van Ness, a situational pass rusher. Seriously? You're going to waste a first-round draft choice on a position that you don't do well at and hope to bring him along on a defense that has holes in it. And you'll have to sit and mature. You're good, right? But get this. There's nobody in the draft that I would... Here, is there anybody in the draft that I would replace? Shit, the linebackers you have might be better than anything outside of the first two guys that is going to be in the draft. Would I replace them with anybody in the draft? No. If I was going to replace your linebackers, it would be free agency or guys that are going to get cut June 1. There's nothing in this draft linebacker-wise that would make me draft one of them. Is B. John a 2,000-yard back behind that line, or is that too much? No. Weapon. You, ha- you, you had a good football player back there get 1,300 yards. What do you think a great football player would do back there? Remember what I told you last week, Weapon? Everyone was always under the assumption that Barry, Sm- Barry Sanders had the better old line. Who told you that? Who told you Barry Sanders had the better old line? He had the better quarterback, the better organization, the better coaching that he had. That he did have. He had Jimmy and Jerry. But what what makes you think Emmett had the better old line? Mark Tune was drafted by Tom Landry. Kevin Gogan was just a dude. 
Crawford Kerr was taken in the third round by Coach Landry. Nate Newton was a free agent from the USFL. Those guys played a couple years under Coach Landry. They didn't do anything. But when they added Emmett, Emmett turned him into an elite O-line because Emmett's an elite back. What would an elite back do with an elite O-line? By far, the Eagles' offensive line is superior to the Cowboy line that Emmett ran behind. Superior. Superior center. Better tackles. Nate was probably a tad better than Dickerson, but Dickerson has more potential and more size. Your right guard is a hole. We'll see what happens. Stoutland, I'm very comfortable, though. You put Bijan Robinson behind that offensive line. Jalen Hurts does this then. Jalen Hurts will go for 4,000 yards. Why? He won't be taking the open field punishment. And on top of that, when he takes off running, instead of going for 18 carries for 75 yards, he'll be going for eight carries for 75 yards. He's going to be more productive and he's going to be more of a lethal weapon because his yards per touch go up. That's what you're you're looking every time Jalen Hurts touches the ball, it to be something that you have to see. Him running the ball 30 or 20 times a game, 18 times a game, that's not what I want to see. Your best running back right now is your quarterback. I'm not paying 51 million. Now, to some aspect, you are because he is unique. Remember something. Like I said in the last hour, you're not paying for an elite thrower of the go- of the football. You're not paying for that. You're paying for his uniqueness with such a small sample size. That's what you're paying for. That's it, it's not an opinion, it's what it is. I don't know why we keep having to convince people why Bijan would be a great pick at 10. It's because what the Eagles have done is They have beat down the Philadelphia media to think that the running back position is not important. Okay? Well, also, just to make sure everyone understands, Miles Sanders had a lot to do with that offense being elite, too. When you put 1,300 yards up and 11 touchdowns, that's not a shitty performance. Any stretch of the imagination. That's not a... Dude, any team would love to have those kind of productive numbers. Four, four and a half a carry. What was he at? Five a carry? What, what, what was Miles Sanders per carry? On top of those numbers, he was a reason they got there too. Okay? We have to replace Miles' production. Yeah, and the guys you have won't do it. So he had five yards a carry. Think about this. And this is what I would grade Miles Sanders as a runner. I don't. I think he runs to contact. I don't think he's really great in space. I think he's tough. I don't think he's overly durable. Um, his hands, for whatever reason, they've gone away from him. But I think he runs to contact. So I think he's probably like a seven on a scale of one to ten as a running back. He's above average. He's good. I would pay him pretty good money, but. To call him Dalvin Cook, that I would not. So what I would say is, can you imagine if you upgraded that position 
why would you not want to why would you feel you had to upgrade your cornerback position when that guy won't play it'll be the third dude you drafted in the last two years that won't see the field why would you want to do that especially on a team where you've got to get younger and cheaper why would you do that Sanders is a solid – yeah, he, ab- about that, Kevo. But, Kevo, what if you put in 10 – what if you put a 10 – like like I said last week, can you imagine you put a Derrick Henry behind Jalen Hurts? You couldn't stop that football team. That includes Kansas City. I don't care what coaching you do in the second half. That team would be run over. Dalvin Cook would run that team over. Dalvin Cook has put together a great career. The offensive line has not been spectacular there. This is a spec. I don't understand the conversation here. I really don't. An edge rusher doesn't help the Eagles this year, unless it's Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. One of those two guys probably could help you. This is not a strong draft. The only reason that the experts are telling you that is because they want you to click on their links to watch their mock drafts, okay? I, I've i got the top 10. I have a reconstructed top 10 here on a Monday. I'll do the entire last mock before next week, but I got a top 10, and I'm going to do that at the top of the hour, and we'll do that, and I'll show you where I'm at right now in the top 10 because that dictates the rest of the draft. Cook or Eckler, give me Dalvin Cook any day. Dalvin Cook's an elite back, dude. His $10 million number this year is what's hurting the Vikings right now. The Vikings want to do more moves, but he's scheduled to make $10 million. And it's a problem for Minnesota. But they don't want to let him go. Dude, Dallas has scooped that guy up in a minute. If Dallas can't land on Bijan, by the way, Bijan Robinson closes the gap between Dallas and you again. Jalen's got a beat. Jalen's got to beat um, Dak. Dak owns the Eagles. It's on his resume. He's got it. Next year's draft is better, probably, especially in the secondary. It's definitely deep where the Eagles need depth. Um, I don't. You 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 know what? <laughs> Niner. Getting $51 million? again, my problem is not the money. My problem is the small sample size. My problem is the small sample size. He's, he's not – he hasn't put a $51 million effort together. That's how I look at it. He hasn't played enough, long enough even, to put a $51 million – you're paying for a story. You're paying for the story because he has – he hasn't put a $51 million effort up. Getting to the Super Bowl is a team accomplishment, not a quarterback accomplishment. Okay, I mean, now, again, to the, to the Eagles' credit, they're the ones that gambled, though. And what you love about it is they gambled on Wentz and lost. It did not shy them away from doing it again. And I think this is even smaller of a sample size. 
the only difference probably between what they did with Wentz and what Hurts is and where he is today was that Wentz was coming off of an injury when he got the extension. That's the only difference, really. When Wentz got the extension, he was coming off an injury. Hurts is healthy. It's the only difference. They both finished second in the MVP, and quite frankly, Wentz played better that year, and that's why the team had home field advantage also. Hey, by the way, at the end of the day, the only thing that Jalen Hurts did more than Wentz that year, they won the Super Bowl, was finish the year. That's what he's getting paid on. Wentz was better that year. They went. Wentz had a better Super Bowl run than what Jalen did. With less players. Again, it's it, it, it's a gamble by the front office. RPO, Bijan would be insane. Man. Whew. So once again here, before we bring Gary Cobb in from Fox 29, Five years, $255 million extension, 179.3 in guarantees. It actually comes out $5 million less per year than Kyler Murray. But as I said, I think the golden nugget, and before I bring Gary on, is the fact that he's got a no trade. And that no trade means he's got control of his own destiny. Like, you can't send him to a shitty team for picks. If something goes sideways. And that's the respect that both organizations have. Now, it's only 15 ball games. You feel comfortable with this risk because it is a risk. Let's bring our friend Gary Cobb in from Fox 29, the Eagle himself here. <laughs> <laughs> quite a number, huh? Oh, yeah, quite a number. Um, I will say, though, because it's set back a bit, like in that first year, um, you know, he's not really getting the money so much, you know, in salary, in salary wise. So they could pretty much hang on to everybody that they've got. So, um, you know, they, they were able to do that. But, man, it's some, it's some serious money. And, and really, I think that um, what they do is they believe in him. I mean, they were talking about how hard he's working now. I mean, he came right back in. And... Um, so that's what it really is about. It's not just uh, Jalen Hurts, the player. It's Jalen Hurts, the person. That's what they're investing in. And um, you can see that you can you can see that in some ways, you know, the, the way the uh, contract is structured, it, you know, it's for the better of the team. See, to where uh, he's not taking the money right away. It's really in 2024 when he really gets the big hit, see. You know you know what I got to say, Gary, about the organization here? I mean, for them to have memory loss of that whole Wentz deal mm -hmm. and for them to put their chips in and push it in like this, for a smaller sample size than yeah. even what Wentz had, yeah. like you said, they're paying for the story. But I mentioned this early, Gary. He, he's never going to be the Pastor Mahomes or any of these other guys, but they're paying for the uniqueness, aren't they? That's right. Of what he brings to the table on and off the field. Is that, is, is that how you see it? That's clearly it. It's, 
you know, and, 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 you know, as good as he played now, he, I mean, he had a great year last year, but you know, he, you know, he doesn't come in. Was where, that worth you know, $55 million to you? <laughs> you know, that and what they expect they're going to give He's going to give them this year and the year after uh, because of the work ethic, you know, because, and that's why it's Jalen hurts the person because you know, not every guy, come on. There's some great players you go, nah, I, I, I wouldn't give them that much because you know the guy's a great player, but is he going to be in there every morning when you knock it? He's already in here. Man, God, Lee, we can't get this kid out of here. That's what, you know, is part of this, that they believe in him, that, that this kid wants to be great, you know. And, and Has and, it and, changed so much for me and you, Gary, that you're mm-hmm. being paid for the expected? Uh, well, no, I think that's always been there. I mean, when they when they give you a contract, you know, they're thinking you, they're going to get something special coming from you. So that is a part of it. But, you know, um, it's not. But I, I, like I said, I think more than other players, it's not just Jalen Hurts, the player. It's Jalen Hurts, the person, because, you know, what does he do for the rest of the guys? See, they know, hey, this is our quarterback. He works harder than anybody in here. So that means everybody steps to that door. You can't go, hey, man, I'm going to chill out a little bit. No, 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 no. You're not chilling out. We want to win right now. So he, he's, he's, he's practiced with that type of fever. And, um, you know, because, you know, he, he, he's been a great player. Like this past year. I mean, it was sensational. Would I say that about a year before that? No, I wouldn't say that about it. And, and would I say that he just blew me away the year before? No, I couldn't say that. So, you know, you're just talking about one year, but it's one year because of Jalen Hurts, the way he works, the kind of guy he is. If he, if he didn't have all of those special qualities as a person where we're confident this kid is going to be working like this five years from now, where we got to look, man, we got to close the building, man. We, you got to go home, man. We got to close the building. That kind of a guy, uh, and because he's been that kind of a guy and they believe he's going to always be that kind of a guy, that that's why that's part of why they gave him the money too, and you know that 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 definitely plays into it because you know just one year. I mean, come on, after just one year, as great as the year was, it was Agreed. one year. Agreed. It, yeah. it, it it's one year, but let me let me throw this over to the Howie and Jeffrey Laurie here too. Boy, I'll tell you something, man. For them to give him two fifty five, fifty one per, yeah, and then to add the golden nugget. And the golden egg of no trade. Yeah. Gary, how many players do you and I know that had complete control of their destiny? And that to me, you know, you could say that one guy's contract is worth more than this, but man, when you have control of your own destiny, I know. To me, I think that's a symbol from the front office going, Hey, dude, for all the things you do off the field, yeah, here's the ultimate nugget that players don't. To me, Gary, that non trade. It's like having a guaranteed contract because you're guaranteed to be able to dictate what your future. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
without a doubt. And and they wouldn't have done it if if it wasn't the quality of this kid, you know, um, you know. And I and I I, I would I wouldn't be getting into and keep saying that if it I wasn't, think it's imperative, important. I do. It's it's a huge part of it. this deal would not have taken place because come on, as great as he was, it's one year. Come on, it was one year, you know. And 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 um, you know, there's some great players that after one year they go, no, nah, that's just one year. But they say one year because of the kind of person the kid is, and that they believe in him. And I think they believe in him as a person, probably even more than him as a player. Because absolutely, Gary, I want he's a stand-up what, kid. What's What's great about you? You were in both places, and I was with you mm-hmm. with Dallas. I said this to, yeah. I said this to people out there about. Emmett Smith, everyone was always under the notion that Emmett Smith had the better old line than Barry Sanders. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Martune was there under Landry. That's right. Um, Kevin Gogan was there under Landry. That's right. Um, uh, Nate was there under Landry. Yep. The center. Yep. The center was there. Yep. I mean, all those guys that they had there, Crawford Kerr was there. Yep. Under under Tom Landry, Landry. That's and right. they played for him for three years prior Newton, to Jimmy showing Nate, up. Nate was there too. Nate Newton. And when you but when yep. you put an elite back, yeah, he made that line elite. Yes, he did. What would you do with a guy like Bijan Robinson taking some of the heat off your fifty-one mm. million dollar quarterback that you have to protect more now so than yeah. ever, mm-hmm. and you put him behind the elite old line? How does that not make more sense to where the offense would immediately feel another impact? Plus, he could potentially be your fourth best wideout behind Goddard. And there's your guy who's taken over for Quest. How does that pick not make sense? And by the way, there's the yeah. rumor out there that the Patriots want to trade the 10 to get to Paris Johnson, and the Eagles go down to 14 and they take B. John Robinson. Would you be a fan of all that? Well, you know, I mean, if you, you know, I, 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 uh, I expect this type of thing. See, because sitting there at ten, I kind of think, knowing Howie, the guy loves a good deal. Okay, he loves a good deal. I think he goes home, and he's dreaming about that good deal. You know, <laughs> he's going like, oh man, oh that just felt good. He likes that so. I think if there's a big if somebody comes into him and I could see at 10 because you know these these guys are starting to get the hots for these quarterbacks. So moving up there to 10, you, you could see that as a spot. So I would not be surprised if he do if he were to do that. And if he were to do it and get some extra picks, I'd say how he's done it again, because uh, you know, uh, uh adding another weapon, because really right now, boy. A defense looking at this offense? They couldn't stop it. These The defensive coordinators, they're not getting any sleep right now. Thinking no, about no. That and, and if you add a Dalvin Cook yeah. or a B.J. Robinson, yeah. Gary, I got some I got some trade talk that I talked to, like Frank Reich, um, Tom Telesco, Kevin Colbert. Um, I talked to Bruce Arians. And some conversation going around on the Eagle picks – and mm-hmm. tell me what you think of some of these picks okay. and what the numbers are. For the Eagles to move up to number three, the Cardinals would get the Eagles 10th, 30th, and number two in 2024. 
Is that too rich to go get Will Anderson? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you know, he's a special player, but I don't think it's something that they probably should do because th- there are other people they need. They, there are other positions they need to fill. Guard. Yeah, so I, so I couldn't see doing that. I mean, I know that he's a great player, but no, you can't do that because there are too many spots they need to fill on that. You know, you look at the defense, you look at – Offensively, I just I just don't think you just want one player. That's just uh, I think putting too much in just one player. Here's the Eagles moving up again to number five potentially land on Jalen Carter. The Seahawks would get the tenth pick, and they would get the second rounder, number sixty-two in two thousand twenty-three, and two thousand twenty-four a third for the Eagles to move up to five. And Seahawks take the tenth. <laughs> Too much? They they can't do it. I, I don't think they they can do it. I, I think that right, you know, that they can't be on that side right now because they got these holes. They got holes in the defense right now. Because you you look at the safety position. Who did it? You know, come on, they got a re blanket ship. Yeah, re blanket ship. But you know, you just too too. You know, you just uh, too light up there. I think you know. Um, because you got to be able to send NFL players out there. I mean, you know, you don't have to send a great NFL player out there, but you got to have NFL players at those positions uh, because of the way they throw the ball in the NFL. So you got to have a kid that's out there that can tackle in the open field. That means you got a guy that's a game breaker. He got to tackle this guy in the open field now. So th- they've got to have people, safeties. They've got to be able to tackle in the open field. So that's why I, I still think they've got to add some people and. And I think the knowing the way they are, they're not going to put so much into one player. You know? Here, here. Yeah. The Buccaneers. Now, this is the Eagles trading down. Okay. The Eagles would trade down to 19. They would get a second rounder in 2023, the number 50th pick, and then a fifth rounder in 2024, and the Bucks would get the 10th pick. So the Eagles, in theory, would get 19. You could take Robinson there. Yeah. You would get a second round or another, have another two. See, you would get basically two players this year and another one in 2024, a fifth rounder. Is that not enough? I, I would I would like more. Even if I get somebody, and I think that they're going to be where asking, you know, where there's a fourth in there and there's a fifth rounder in there. Because they, they're not they don't have anything in those rounds. Knowing the way how he is, he wants something in each round. He would like to have something. Because let's say you got somebody there who they really, really like. They want to be able to get them. So that's, you know, uh, I, I could see if, hey, and, and I, I could see where these teams would say, okay, suppose we got to add a fifth for, you know, they, they don't value those picks as much. So here's, I think that, that that could happen. Here's something you might like. Yeah. It's with the Raiders. Eagles would move down to number 38 this year mm. in 2023. They would get a fourth rounder in 2023, number 109, and a fourth rounder in 2024, and the Raiders would get the 30th pick. Now, you got to think of this. 30, as you and I know, 30 to 38, those players might be in the same pool Mm -hmm. when you're talking about grading. Yeah. So you're probably still around the 30th player 
mm-hmm. you're not overdrafting down there. So you would get, in theory, Gary, three players. Yeah. Okay, you would get the ability to get three players out of that. Now, that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of deal Howie would make. See, that's the kind of deal I could see him making uh, because he wants those picks. And, uh, you know, they've got guys who they've got their eye on and they say, yeah, you know, this kid might go here, uh, but we value him up here. See, so that's the way they rationalize that is they say, well, you know, we have this kid rated here. You know, and we think he's he's as good as these three players that are going up here. So, you know, I I think that that's the kind of deal I I could see them making. Uh, me, I, me, I definitely expect thirty is a pick. Which if they get who they want at ten, at thirty, I could see them wanting to get more picks, being willing to trade down a few. You know, let's say, uh, you know, let's say eight spots or ten spots, trade back, get picks for round four and five and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you believe that the Eagles need to upgrade the third wide out? Let me stop you. Let me stop you though and go like yeah. this. And let me, I want you to think about this. So you get a back that can catch the ball like Robinson or Dalvin. You put uh-huh. him back there. Yeah. Isn't the threat of Quez Gary not so much he's going to catch 35, 40 passes for you, yeah. but he's going to beat you deep. I mean, replacing Quez Watkins mm-hmm. with a guy who has 20 catches, it don't matter. I but mean, I still have the fear factor on the yeah. field that this guy could stretch the field out. What's more important, 20 catches or the fear that this guy could stretch the field out? Uh, the fear, the fear is definitely more because you got, you you know you got some outstanding receivers that are able to work inside and with that deep speed it opens it up even more because uh, there's always that that fear there that he you know we're not paying attention to this kid and all of a sudden he's going by you. Um, the whole thing is though they need him to step up his game though he's got to be more reliable than he was. Um, but he he definitely is a weapon that that people don't don't realize it. Looking at the tape, you look at it closely, you can see this guy's opening up because he's forcing him to, to get out of there because of the deep threat. And so But don't uh, you it, think that that is also part of the whole passing offense that when he's out there, that's gotta have some collateral yes. impact on AJ and Devontae's game. Yes. You put another you put another possession wideout out there. Yeah. Does that change the philosophy again of the approach of the offense? Because when I'm AJ and I'm running in routes or I'm Devontae yeah. running a curl, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I know there's a guy that's streaking down the sidelines, I got to account for that guy. Whether he catches it or not, you I can't let it. him get behind me. So to well, me, yeah. I think there's some that, – that's got to be some small impact. Not a huge impact, but it's got to be a small impact no, I, I, on I, those I, other I, two. I think, it, I think it, it's, it's a substantial thing because – you know, defensively, you know that the uh, the defensive coaches go over there and look, look, man. I know you want to try to take this away, but we can't give up this deep. We can't right. give up this deep ball, and and um and so uh, I definitely think he is uh, got a value there. That's why you'd want to see him. Come on, you've got to pick up your confidence. We got to be confident and believe you can catch the football because you know he can run and he he definitely he's got the scary speed. And it plays well with those guys working underneath because a lot of times a safety does want to. They see well, they're getting ready to run that same route, and he wants he cannot come up. 
because he got this deep threat here. So he definitely plays a big role, but he's got to get more confident, got to be more consistent with catching the football. Two last questions for you. Yeah. Do you think the offensive guard, the right guard, is on this team now? Or do you think they have to make a move to get a true right guard? Because, again, now we have a $51 million quarterback. Yeah. I mean, there is no experimenting on anything in there because this is about improving his game and protecting his game. Now, you know, I, you know I'm you know, i just giving my opinion. Now, get and this, Gary. I, I, before, I know, if they yeah. draft a guy, if they draft a guy, mm-hmm. that'll be year two that Juergens gets I, nothing out of that second pick. That's right. Well, you know, I think they, they got to feel – now, I don't know that they would be confident enough. Um, and, well, if you know, it, it would be um, – it wouldn't be a shock if they liked somebody enough that they're going to pick him with one of those top picks. See, that's what would let you know that they feel that they got to get better, that they don't feel good about everybody that's there now. Um but, but I know, you know, they believe in the coach, you know. They believe in the coach and him developing guys. So I would really love to sit down with the with the, with the, uh, the opposite line coach, you know, um, if, if sit down with him and ask him because you know he's got he, – he's the one that they're going by. Do you feel – like the question you're asking me. Um, Do you feel I, 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 can move I, over and get the job done? I think they feel he could he could move over. And, and don't get you the job think there. we'll Cause, know? Because he's a very good athlete. What's that? Don't you think we'll know in their actions in the draft if they believe yes. that Jurgens could have done it? Because if yes. they draft two or three old linemen, yes, we're going to know they don't believe he could just slide over and play the guard position. Exactly. Meaning that they they or especially get somebody, let's say with that thirtieth pick or something, or, or I mean, surely of course with the first pick, they're telling you. But they get somebody with that 30th pick. They're telling you, no, nah, we're not sure that kid can move over there and do that. But I, think they, I think they feel that he can, though. I really, I, you know, that's the way I feel now. I mean. Oh, I think they like him. Yeah. And, and he's a very good athlete. And the kid is all. The kid works. You know, I've seen his kid like, I mean, the kid is a worker. And he, I mean, for the, and for a guard, he's a great athlete for a guard. And a great athlete as a center. And. That's why, you know, they got him thinking with Jason Kelsey. I mean, I never saw, I mean, a, 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 um, a center as good of athlete as this kid. I agree. He's a very Agreed. good athlete. I never, I've, 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 you know, I thought maybe Ray Donaldson was in that conversation, Gary. Mm-hmm. He was a really fine ball player. Yeah. But, but yeah, Jason is a great athlete. But I, like I said, I'm saying the kid, the, uh, yeah. the youngster, he's a very good athlete too. Yeah, I, 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 I completely yeah. agree. Final question yeah. for you. How much say do you think Sirianni's going to have in next Thursday's draft? You think he has more say than what Doug did? Mm. I think he's going to have, you know, I mean, comparing the two, uh, yes. Or is it this their approaches are different? Their approaches are different, and that's why I think Nick probably has more say because he's not going to, be the one to jump up in, uh, uh, you know, in the GM's face and try to make demands. I don't think he's doing it. He's doing it with a softer way, you know, he, he, you know, talking about talking to him. Let's say he talks to a guy, a guy he likes. He's talking to him about it. But, uh, you know, clearly going in and going at Howie and coming at him straight in his face and everything, uh, you know, that that doesn't work. And, you know, 
um, because he tried that. You know, Peterson tried that. That didn't work. So you, you, know, that you didn't work. would you say, Gary, the difference between Nick personality-wise and Doug is that Doug has more rough edges, and that kind of was kind of the standoffish relationship at times that they had compared to how mm -hmm. he works with yeah with um with with Howie and. He kind of, I think he knows the landscape and his role more than what Doug did. Well, uh, you know, I think Doug was a lot like him, though. See, but but what happened is when Doug won that Super Bowl, yeah, Doug said, Elevated I want a Super Bowl. Yep. You know, I want a Super Bowl. And he might have had some of his buddies in his ear. You know how you can have those buddies in here, man. Man, you shouldn't be tolerating that. Man, he got some of those guys in his ear. Hey, I get what I want. I want a wide receiver. I don't have to ask my dad to go get one. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he, and he got bold, and that's what why he's down in Jacksonville, because he, I don't know who he was talking to, but who, you know there was somebody close to him that told him, man, you want a Super Bowl. You shouldn't be putting up with this crap. You go in there and tell him who you want. And he went in and did it, and that's why he's down in Jacksonville. Hey, I, I, I have to leave you with this. I yeah. want to leave you with this. You so you think Philadelphia feeling really excited that they got this done, or do you think because you've you've signed contracts, Ben Simmons deal, yeah, Beads deal, um, the guy with the Phillies, his deal, Bryce Harper, all these guys have signed big contracts. How do you yeah. think Philadelphia feels about Hurts signing this two hundred fifty five million dollar deal? Uh, you know, Philadelphia loves Jalen Hurts. I mean, the kid has done everything the right way, They and they love the kid. So right now, everybody's in love with it. You know, they, nobody feels, oh, you know, he got all that money. No, it's not like that. We got Jalen here. Man, we want to win a Super Bowl. We're going out the Super Bowl again. And so right now, he is uh, very popular. He's I have to, He's the most popular. Most popular you think he's the most popular Philadelphia sports star over Bryce yes. Harper? Yes, I think he is. Yes, he is. Because over and beat. Because because football is the number one sport. It is. And, and he's the quarterback. And he took them to the dance. And then he performed when they got to the big dance, too. So he is the most popular athlete in Philadelphia right now. Over Bryce Harper and Joel Embiid, Jalen yes. Hurts is the most popular athlete. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Wow. And you know, Gary. I mean, and you hear him talk all the time and people love the things he has to say and everything. And, you know, uh, like he's come out with something next, you know, you'll, you'll see whatever he said on a bunch, a bunch of towels or whatever. So he is popular. He is the number one guy in Philly. No doubt about it. Gary, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Don't forget Fox 29. Thank you, Gary. Have a good one. You got it. Please hit the like button. We have to take a time out. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 
or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're going to do our top 10 picks, kind of lining up the next Thursday NFL draft for the Eagles' 10th pick. We'll recap all the things that have happened today. By the way, I would say in the next two months, Jalen Hurts will be the fourth highest paid player. Not a bad thing. From where he's come from to be the fourth highest paid player in the NFL. Hey, and for that matter, can you imagine what Patrick Mahomes must be thinking? He's outplayed all these quarterbacks in the NFL combined. And the amount of money he's going to bring in for the organization, the amount of winning he's done, the five years resume is second to none. I mean, you're now making conversations about him and Tom Brady. Can he win? And how many Super Bowls is he going to win? He's got an under market value deal right now. And he won't complain about it. Because, again, he's happy. I'm telling you, I think guys like Mahomes and guys like Hurts sees the environment and knows this. Every place is not perfect. You can get all the money on the planet, but guess what? Not have the ownership to invest in the rest of the team. How many times do we see that? When you start paying the quarterback, you start taking pieces away from the kid. Didn't we see that with the McNair family in Houston? All of a sudden, they give the extension to Deshaun Watson. What happened? They moved D-Hop to Arizona. That's not how you build around a guy. I mean, to, 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 to pay one guy and then take it away from the rest of the team, Jalen Hurts can't win unless the organization's healthy. And the Eagles have a healthy organizations. 
They have a healthy organization, man. Tone says Patrick Mahomes is making so much money off the field. He probably isn't thinking about his current contract. Here, Tone, is why you always think of your current contract. The reason you think of your current contract is because it's kind of how people perceive you in the pecking order. Okay? It's just a, it, it's a weird thing. And the union pressures you not to take less money. So when you say he's making more money off the field, you're right. And he probably is cool with it. But you get conversations from the union. Hey, be thinking out for the next guy. You see, quite frankly, you know what the union will do? They'll call up Patrick Mahomes and go, thank you very much for raising the contracts. Or what they should be doing also is thanking Deshaun Watson for raising the contracts for people like Jalen Hurts to get paid. Everybody starts taking haircuts and hometown discounts. You're not looking out for the guy behind you. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, and Patrick Mahomes looked out for Jalen Hurts. So Jalen Hurts is going to do this. Hey, screw it. I'm going to take a boatload less money, and I'm not going to look out for the guy behind me when those guys were looking out for him raising the salaries. That's the conversation you get from the union. That's the conversation you actually get from your agent. Not, not everything a fan and the league wants to hear, but that's the only way you keep those dudes and those roosters honest. Okay, it's the only it's the only way, Tone, to keep the owners honest is to continue to raise the salaries. Or they won't. You see, you see what I'm saying? If you have guys doing this, well, I'm making more money off the field, then you're making me feel like I'm thankful to be working for you. No. You both should have a working relationship where you both feel really proud to be working with one another. I don't want to have a slave mentality where you could kick me around and treat me like shit like that. We're in a working relationship. And if I happen to make more money off the field, that's my business, not yours. That's my business. Okay? That's my business. Okay? <laughs> Tone goes, I guess the NHL, um, the NHL union is asleep right now. Every single NHL player has a guaranteed contract. You really think their union's bad? NHL, every player has a guaranteed contract. Is that a bad union? Yeah. The NFL's the only one. Every single professional sports league in North America has guaranteed contracts except the NFL. Mick Seals, would you trade Devin White for the 30th and trade up for Carter? If you did that, son, it would be an unreal offseason. It would be an unreal offseason if you were able to land Devin White. Devin White wants some... He wants some Skittles too, though, dude. He, hey, he wants some Skittles too. That guy wants to get paid big money, man. And he's the he's the best inside linebacker. Him and Warner and Roquan are the three best interior line interior linebackers in the league. Again, no. I don't think the Eagles are gonna spend that kind of money on that side of the ball. 15 million. Look, look at what what then again? 10 million for Fletcher. 
15 million for Hassan, 15 for the corners apiece. Uh, uh, Brandon Graham's back on a decent deal. Sweat makes decent money. There's some money. There's some money on the defensive side, not like the offense. Look at what you have on the offensive side right now. You tell me if you don't want Bijan Robinson. So your quarterback makes fit. By the way, two hundred twenty-four million dollars salary cap, correct? Fifty-one million dollars. Your quarterback, wide receiver. 23 million. There's 74 million dollars in two players. Your tight end, 15. There's 90 million. Your left tackle, 15 million. There's 105. Your right tackle, 18 million. There's 123. Your center, 14-4. So in one, two, three, four, five, seven players on offense, you got 134 of your $224 million salary cap. Your, 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 your salary cap is unbalanced right now but that could be the way the league's going you you basically have 140 million dollars on your side of the ball the offense of a 224 million dollar cap now i get so projecting out probably 232 so it'd probably be 232 because jalen's contract doesn't really kick in until 24 D-hop to Kansas City would be a game-breaker. Also Buffalo, because Buffalo's talking too. Okay? Uh, Bankos, shouldn't you block some more people and keep hitting copy and paste? No. Are you kidding me, Bank? Bank, people who do that stuff, it's a win for me. You see, remember something. Hey, Bank, remember... That guy got up this morning with the number one objective to copy and paste my show for three hours. Is that a win or a lose? Is that a win or a loss for big sales? Are you kidding? You think that's a loss for me? Some dude went to bed last night laying next to his wife saying, I'm going to get up in the morning and watch Cilio's show for three hours and hit copy and paste. The same thing. I don't know how you don't think that's a win for me. <laughs> I mean, how is that not a win? I motivate people. I motivate that guy every day to do that. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do that to certain people. It's wonderful. Are you kidding me? I take massive pride in that. You you must think that bug. It, it's absolutely one of the greatest things because my wife will go. So some guy hit paste and send for three hours. Man, you are really something else. 
Okay. I'm not writing his, you know what? I never said I hated Jalen Hurts. I hate his style of play. And I think it's a risk. Writing what? Because he's a good. So wait a minute. You want me to make shit up that he's not a good dude? Guitar, is that what you want me to say? Jalen Hurts is a scumbag and he's not really a good man. You want me to lie? He really hasn't really carried himself in a real. Here, here, here. Is this what you want to hear? Jalen's really been not a very good face of the franchise. He's really not carried himself well in the offseason. Um, you know, he's really shitty with teammates. That's what a lot of people are saying. He's not really the best. Now, one of those things that I said is true. But you would want me to say that? Why would I say that? That's that's not what people are saying. I'm not backtracking shit. I would never want that style of play on my team. I've never backtracked. But this is what they've done. Dude, because I don't like it, and that style of play doesn't mean you 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 can't talk about what they've done. I think 15 games at $255 million, once again, is a gamble. It's a small sample size. It's like Roger Maris hitting 61 home runs one year and never hitting over 40 any other time in his career. Okay? That's what it's like. It's, it's, like, it's like a guy hitting 61 home runs and then never duplicating it. You're gambling on that unique style. You're, 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 you're giving a guy $55 million or $51 million on a guy who's never thrown for 25 touchdown passes in a season. Okay? You're paying for his uniqueness. And because he's that dude. I came in late. Do you think they draft Bijan if Jalen wants him? I asked because I think he does. Why wouldn't he? It's him not having to have to carry the ball 18 times a game, in my opinion, makes all the sense in the world. He likes it when Josh Allen, when it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen has a better arm than Jalen Hurts. It's proven on a weekly basis. Okay? There's not a general manager in America except for maybe the guy in Philly that would take Josh Allen or not take Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts. Nobody in their right mind would do that. Okay. Reckless play. Agreed. Coordinator needs to up his game too, especially in the second half. Agreed. Needs to be smarter. Agreed. All of that is true. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. All of that is true. And, and, and and what, what, you see what with Allen is, Allen has things to work on. Jalen has to keep improving. That guy still won 14 ball games in the AFC, not the NFC. He's beaten Mahomes. Has your guy? He's beaten Mahomes. He's beaten Burrow. If Jalen had a better arm, would you be more comfortable with the way Hurts plays the game. If he had less running, yeah. Yeah. That's why I want Bijan Robinson. But because he can't, Tone, 
That's why I want Bijan. Okay? Hey, look, it's looking more and more like he's going to be close to maybe something like Russell Wilson. Okay? Russell Wilson, that's not... Russell Wilson's put a Hall of Fame career together. And do I see Jalen as like a 2.0 version of that? Kind of. I'll tell you what, a year ago, I would never have said that. I would never have said that. But because of his improvement, by the way, the Eagles didn't believe it a year ago. They weren't sure. So before you start saying, Sulio, see, well, the Eagles, the Eagles weren't sure. But now you're talking about a Russell Wilson type deal. Allen runs less, but would you say he's more reckless? Absolutely. Same with same with Lamar. But again, what I think sometimes people hear when you say this, it upsets them. Lamar and 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 Allen are better athletes and better talented quarterbacks. But so is Aaron Rodgers and Brady. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback and all-around thrower of the ball than Peyton Manning. But would anybody take Aaron Rodgers over Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? It, it, it's, it's, there's a different style of playing the game. Some guys see it. Some guys have to rely on everything they have in their arsenal. That's just, again, Aaron Rodgers is a better athlete than Tom Brady. And I don't believe that's close. Aaron Rodgers throws the ball better. Aaron Rodgers is more accurate. Aaron Rodgers' touchdown interception ratio is the greatest in NFL history. Would you ever take him over Brady in a postseason? No. No. Lamar hurt himself with a celebration dive into the end zone. I'm not, that's not going to sway me on whether or not I pay him 600 or $260 million has nothing to do with it. And by the way, man, the conversations that Lamar Jackson is hurting himself is preposterous. He's going to get a bigger contract than Jalen Hurts. You do understand that he's already been offered one. He's turned, he's turned 53 per down already. Do you understand that? He's turned down a five-year, $230 million, I think it's 220 or 218 guaranteed. He's turned that down. He wants 230 guaranteed of a $250 million deal. That's the word. At 53 per. Okay? He's, he's not playing for the 36 or 32, whatever it is, that tag thing is. He ain't playing for that. That's not working. Mahomes and Allen's throw a better bomb at the end of the game. They got better arms. I don't get that either because, yeah, the league is now colluding that. Get this. You know what the league is showing you with the Hurts deal? If you're Lamar, Lamar, we'll pay you 55 if you want. We'll pay you 53. We're just not guaranteeing you the whole deal. Jalen Hurts got $75 million less on guarantees than what Deshaun Watson got. Okay? Got $75 million less. But again, you know what he did? 
Jalen Hurts put the he he put the emphasis on that no trade because he has control of his destiny. Sure, we had a fullback like San Francisco. You think that offense needs a fullback? That offense needs explosive players. Put a fullback back there? Dude, you got two wide receivers that are 1,000-yard guys and a, and a tight end that could also join the mix. Putting a full – what's a fullback? Unless you have Mike Allstott back there, who's a dual-threat kind of runner, fullback and kind of a back, I don't want anything to do with a third guard. Third guard, I don't need it. Okay, I need an explosive player that can catch the ball, be my fourth best wide out, take some heat off Hurts, and be explosive. The running game, excuse me, the running back position for the Philadelphia Eagles is not explosive. You had a B student put in an A-plus effort because of the O-line. Because the O-line is elite. And I'll say it one more time. The Philadelphia Eagle offensive line is better than the Cowboy line that Emmett ran behind. You got two Hall of Famers on it. There's no Hall of Famers on the Eagle or on the Cowboy line that Emmett won those Super Bowls with. No one. They play with Hall of Famers. I love Lamar negotiating on his own behalf. I also... Would love if contracts were guaranteed, but the league isn't budging. They're not budging, Tone. It's clear Lamar and the Ravens need to get a deal done. I Like I said, I think the league has made it very clear, and the Eagles are now the official ones out of the gate. You know how you see the start gate at Belmont? Well, what you have here is Jalen's the first out of the gate. We're setting the market, $51 million for these new guys. But here it is. Nobody's getting a guaranteed deal. You have to go with it. But if you don't get the guaranteed deal, ask for the no trade. Okay, so the no trade to me is almost like a guarantee because you have guaranteed control of yourself. It's freaking smart as hell. Hertz said, I'm not getting the contract guaranteed, but at least I can guarantee my future. Me, not the Eagles. The Eagles have no... no, no control over him anymore. And they're comfortable with that. Nobody gets that. It's the first time in franchise history that they felt that comfortable. I, I listen, let me, let me, let me just say this to you of all the players that have played for Jeffrey Lurie. This is the first time in his ownership where he gave a player full autonomy on his future. And on top of that, paid him. I mean, think about that. They just got burned on a deal. And they turned around and added a clause that no one likes to put on players. You have control of your destiny. I'm telling you, man. You guys are missing it here. Fuck the fact that he didn't get a Deshaun Watson deal. The fact that he got total control of his future is worth a guaranteed contract because I'm guaranteeing 
that you can't send me someplace purgatory like you see a lot of players get sent in the end. You get sent to purgatory. You get sent to places you don't want because the organization takes advantage of you. Okay? The no trade. Dude, the Eagles had no problems with the five years, the 51 million, and the guarantee. Shit. Let me play there. That must have been the easiest negotiation in the history of, and they front-ended it, which is smart in dual threat. Dude, I don't want a back-ended contract on a dual threat guy when he's broken down like Lamar. Let's Let's pay this guy up front here. Let's pay the contract early, and if he happens to get his wheels broken at the back end of that five years, so be it. I can get out from under that. It's pretty, dude. It's a, it is one of the most brilliant constructed contract negotiations I think of all time. Should we add a fullback like Sam? No, I want explosive players. El says you're comfortable because they take care of their players who contribute. Not always true, Yale. If you're a premium position, they do. If you're a running back, linebacker, defensive tackle, or safety, they could give a shit about you. You're a re- you're a replaceable spark plug. That's not true. They'll let you go. Why would Baltimore pay Lamar when he didn't even show up to the last game? Got a problem with that. But that's also vet on, on the organization having three years and not getting the deal done. Not an Eagle fan, but I love the show finally. <laughs> That's what my wife said, too. Hey, you know what? I grew into loving you. Whatever. Big Sills. Sorry, dude. I missed it. Can you repost there? Um, I would trade our number 10 for the Cardinals. Third pick. A lot of That's a lot of equity to have to give up to go to number three. Just so you know, if to get to number three, the Eagles would have to give the Cardinals 10 and 30 and a number two in 2024. That's pretty rich. I get the player who's there. I totally get the player that's there. Okay. That's I get it. And I and I don't I, I'm I get it. Okay, I do. But 10 and 30. For the three-hole, see, personally, I think the Bucs want that 10th pick for Anthony Richardson. And so, to me, I wait until draft night and see what happens at, prior to the draft, what they do. Okay? Because I think the Bucs are desperate for a quarterback. I can't see them going into 2023 with Baker Mayfield as their dude. I just can't see that. So, to me, I, I think they've got they've to do something. And so to me, I think Jason Light, the general manager, I think he's itching to get in that top 10 to get one of them dudes. Will Levis, who just visited the Bucs, or Anthony Richardson from the Gators. I think it's one of them guys. Or it could be even a trade with San Francisco to go get Trey Lance. I don't know. So, But I, I cannot see the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, 
will not go into the 2023 season with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. They can't. There's too many. But the problem that they have also is money. Their cap is in shambles. Their cap is in shambles. Um, Arizona, dude, Jonathan Gannon gets that job. He must have showed up in the building and went, what the F is going on in this bitch? DeAndre Hopkins wants out. Buda Baker wants out. Everyone is now bitching and crying. They had to fire their trainer because he was a shit show in dealing with the players. The worst facilities in the National Football League voted by the Players Association. The owners in some sort of like big time dispute with former employees on sexual harassment. The league's investigating. And you got, by the way, I said it in the first hour, I'll say it again. Maybe Kyler Murray's not wrong. Maybe Kyler Murray's right. We got to start looking at Kyler Murray's side of this. Is it a coincidence that all these players want to get the hell out of there? Is it a coincidence that the front office is acting the way they are? Is it a coincidence that the trainer was just fired? Is it a coincidence that they're voted the worst organization um, and facility-wise in the league? I mean... Kyler Murray might be right. He might be trying to change the culture and he's being cast out by the media as a, as a cancer. And so when the Cardinals go like this, Hey, maybe he should show up more and do more homework. Well, maybe you should worry about you first before you worry about me. I think there's some truth to that. You keep telling me I need to be better. Well, how about you? You guys need to be better. You need to be better employees. You need to be better in taking care of your players. Why would I want to show up to a shit show every day and show up to work when it's a cancerous environment to have to work? Why in the world would I do that? You had a general manager two years ago that was a drunk in, in the street. You see, DUI kills people. Okay. I, I, I told Xander this a long time ago. I have a rule. You'll never see big sills in a bar drinking and then driving home. Never happen. Never happen. Never happen. Now, if I'm at some place and I'm staying at a hotel and there's a downstairs bar, I will, I will have a few. But you'll never see me out in public drinking. That is something I will never have on my resume showing up to an environment and showing up to a to a place and having a few and getting pulled over that's not me and you know how many bars i've done and gone to with my radio shows over the years over 30 years plus being a player hundreds i've never done that never you'll never see a pitcher of big sills with a drink in his hand unless i'm at home or i'm at a hotel that's it that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening. Um, that's why I love Uber. You know what's really cool on my on the hey, you know what's really cool on the back of my NFL card? The NFL Players Association offers you a free ride if you're hammered to take you home. It's pretty cool, actually. How he's going to fleece the Bucks with the trade, and the Bucks will take Will Levis winning. 
Here, there's like I said too. There's also a deal out there right now. Okay, I didn't. Well, someone. Hey, no, no, Joseph. Someone would have to take me home. Someone would have to take me home. I said driving home. I would never drive home. Someone would have to drive me. I'll show up to an event if someone's driving me and have a few. But if I'm driving, never happen. Never happen. If I'm driving. No, vote for president. <laughs> First thing I would do, underdog. You want to know what I would do, underdog? First thing I would do if I was president, I'd pull our asses out of Ukraine. And I would give every single homeless person in this country a house and a job and money and fix my homeless in this country first. That's what I would do. I would worry more about Americans who are on the street and children who are on the street than I would about another country's problems. I'm not saying we shouldn't be there or help people, but we got to help our own first. Okay? Got to help our own, man. Our veterans, our firemen, our police, our teachers. Improve our education. Dude, worrying about other people's shit, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Every time I see these bills going across, I'm paying for shit overseas. I'm like, that's the dumbest shit when I drive by homeless people every day. I feel for them. Okay? I just... It's all about agendas, man. Hey, Tone, have I taken a time out? Did I take a time out at the top of the hour if I just kept talking and rolling through this? I, I just... I, I think maybe I've gone to... Because I, I want to do... I want to do my top 10. Keep cooking? All right. Let's, let's, let's keep it going here. So what I've put together, no commercials so far? Hey, back in New York when I was a kid, there used to be, there used to be a radio station called WPLJ Music Free Radio in the summertime. And I used to listen to this fabulous woman who I ended up meeting years later, Carol Miller. And I met her at Premiere. And I go, you're Carol Miller. She goes, I go, you used to WAPP and WPLJ. You used to do like commercial free rock and roll. And she's like this. She's like, um, she's like, yeah. I go, oh my God, I grew up with you. She's like, now you're making me feel old. <laughs> All right. So what I did was, here's my mock draft top 10. Okay. Here's my mock draft top 10. And I'm going to go one through 10, okay? Yeah, we'll break it 40. That's cool. Dan, do you think we fleece the Bucks? Well, the Bucks want this. The Bucks want the number 10 pick. The Eagles would get the 38th pick this year. A fourth rounder, 2023, 109. 
and a fourth rounder in 2024. I don't know if that's enough. I I don't know that's enough. Okay, for the 10th pick, I might want that 2020. I might want a, the 38th and a third instead of a fourth. You know? Instead of a fourth, I would want a third. So I, if you gave me, if the Bucks gave me number 38 this year and a third rounder this year and then a fourth rounder in 2024, I might do that. I might do that. It just seems a little light to me, though. You know, that just seems a little light. Okay. I would say this. Here, here's, here's my mock 10. Two weeks out to Thursday's draft. By the way, we'll have a full mock draft on Thursday. Our final one heading into the following Wednesday. Okay? Here's my top 10 picks as of April 17th. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be the number one player taken by Carolina. And I believe he's going to the Panthers. He's the prototypical player. He's built a lot like Jim Kelly. I think that'll be the determining factor on why Frank Reich takes him instead of Bryce Young. I saw Bryce Young said that he's not going to any more visits. And people are now putting up the fact that they're saying, that's just telling you right now that he's going to be the first pick. No, it's not. Because the first two players in the draft are going to be quarterbacks. Does it matter if it's going to be the Texans or the Panthers? Why does he have to go? He's either going to Carolina or Houston. And C.J. Stroud is either going to Carolina or Houston. Why would you travel around anymore if you're one of those two guys? It's a smart move by the agent because, again, it's an illusion. Well, Bryce Young's not going to see any more or go any more visits. Well, because he already knows now. Carolina or Houston is where he's going. And Stroud has the same thing. Both those players already know. One's going one or the other one's going one. They're not going to be falling down the draft. One of those two players are going one and two. So why would I have to go see the Raiders if I'm Bryce Young? I, 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 don't, I don't need to see the Raiders. Raiders is seven. I'm going to be the second or first pick. I don't have to go to any place. I don't have to go to Philly. So those guys already know. And and by the way, even if there's a trade to get up to one or two, one of those guys is going one or two. You're trading up for one of those two guys. There's no need. So I got Stroud going one. I got Bryce Young, number two. Going to the Texans. I have a trade. I have the Indianapolis Colts trading with Arizona 
for Anthony Richardson, Florida Gator quarterback. So the first three picks will be quarterbacks. I think Arizona's going to trade with Indianapolis because Jim Irsay has been telegraphing. He wants an elite guy. And who better to run Shane Steichen offense than an RPO quarterback? The rest of those guys aren't RPO quarterbacks. The guy who will be Jalen, he's going to play Jalen Hurts' role and run Shane Steichen. Actually, if you think about it, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud would be a bad fit to Indy. Why? Because Shane Steichen is going to run the Jalen Hurts offense. Okay? He's a perfect fit. And he has a running... Get this, you know what's different? He has an elite running back in Jonathan Taylor where Jalen didn't. Pittman's one wide receiver. They'll probably get him another one. Could you see DeAndre Hopkins landing there because the quarterback's on a rookie deal? Maybe. And you got a pretty good defense. Indianapolis could be pretty good. It just makes sense, right? Anthony Richardson, you trade up if you're Indianapolis with Arizona and you take Richardson at three. Will Anderson eventually still goes where? To Arizona at four. Cardinals get their pass rusher. Cardinals get their Hassan Reddick. They get their Micah Micah Parsons and Anderson. Anyway, instead at three, they get them at four. And they get more draft assets. How does that not make sense? You trade with Indy to give Indy the quarterback. You get more picks and you still land on your guy. Okay, you put Anderson on the other side. How does that not make sense? If you're Arizona... You trade with Indy, so you get your guy. And you can still make the choice between Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. At number five, I got Tyree Wilson. Seattle, Texas Tech edge rusher. This guy has been doing a lot of Zoom conversations with teams. Let me tell you what Carolina thinks of them. Very imp- If they didn't need a quarterback, I think they'd do everything under – try to put him on the other side of Brian Burns. Uh, they really love him, man. Pittsburgh thinks he's a superstar as well. The Bucks love him. They need Some of these teams that are picking in that top ten need quarterbacks. But this Tyree Wilson can play, dude. You watch 10 feet of film on him, quickness, lengthy, can play 34-43, can slide him up and down the line of scrimmage. I'll tell you this, between him and Will Anderson, you know the difference between both these guys and other players that have played the edge like this? These guys played a run, man. Dude, Anderson led the college football ranks in sacks two years in a row, and he's better against the run. These two dudes are complete. They can play. Man, they're good ball players. I'm, I'm falling more in like with Tyree Wilson. The more I watch him, he's he's a good ball player, man. I think he's a good ball player. 
Number six, I got Detroit taking Jalen Carter, Georgia defensive tackle. You put him in the middle and on your edges, you got Aiden Hutchinson, got Gardner Johnson in the secondary now, and Dan Campbell is going to be able, along with Chris Spielman and all them dudes in Detroit, continue to build what they're building there. Got to tell you, man, Detroit is on its way back. This is the best organization that Detroit has had maybe since the Wayne Fonts years. They're putting talent there. They're, they're, you know, when, when Ron Hughes was there with Kevin Colbert, who was an assistant, they were putting a lot of talent on the football field. They couldn't get the quarterback position right. They whiffed on Andre uh, Ware, but they got the court. They got the running back right. They got a Chris Spielman was a second rounder. He turned out to be a superstar, Hall of Fame type player. You know they did a nice job. They got a bunch of dudes in the secondary. They had a good football team. Their old line was good. Kevin Glover was a great center. They had Lomas Brown forever there playing left tackle. They were good. They put a lot of talent on the field. They just haven't been good in a long time. Okay? Come on, Sills. You've been banging the drum. I'm saying Carter's getting taken. I'm saying Carter's going to go to Detroit at number six. He's too good. to. He's the second best player in the draft. All the shit that you're hearing now is not going to be it's it's it, it, if more teams didn't need quarterbacks, Jalen Carter would be the third or fourth player taken. He still could go to Arizona. They could still think he's better. I he's right there. I think the Raiders are going to draft at number seven. Will leave us the Kentucky quarterback. They need him. Who's in there now? Who's, who's in there now? Who's the quarterback for the, um, for the for the Raiders right now? Who's their quarterback? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a timestamp for the Raiders. Um, and plus, at the end of the day, you can't count on his health as well. So you're going to have to have a dude in there where you're getting a guy ready to take over for Garoppolo. So I would say that you draft a quarterback here. Um, Could the Raiders be in the top 10 next year? There's some good quarterbacks coming out. That kid from UNC, maybe. Isaiah Simmons and Will Anderson, that's a nice duo. That kid, the kid Anderson separates himself though. He's so good, fast. And you know what I loved about him? He played in the Sugar Bowl. When he didn't have to. I mean, him and Bryce Young. You talk about quality guys who wanted to be there with their dudes at the end and wanted to. Do you know what you love about Bryce Young and Will Anderson? They started something at Alabama and they finished it. And they finished it right. And you know what Saban did? He spot played them, he didn't put them in positions to hurt them. They blew that team out, and yet they're those two guys. You couldn't have been more proud if you were Nick Saban that those two guys finished their career on the field with their teammates. That's a value to me. 
That's a guy. That's like Jalen continuing his education at Alabama, graduating and going to Oklahoma, because he started something and he finished it. To me, I I always thought he was. He learned how to be a. I think Jalen getting benched at Alabama did more for his mental toughness and his mental focus than any single thing in his entire professional career. What happened at Alabama gave him the resolve to know and believe in himself and who he was never to quit. Everyone else did, including Saban, but not him. And I think that gave him the resolve on what you see today and why he's getting paid that money right now is because of his his medal and his resolve. Okay? He, he's the only one that believed. Can you imagine? I mean, if you're Tua and you're Saban today and you're watching Hurts become the richest man in NFL history, what would cross your mind? What would cross your mind if you're those two men? What would cross your mind? Shit. This guy was the better player. It wasn't that way in college. Okay, well, why? Because you didn't stick with him long enough? That decision to pull Jalen Hurts in that championship game, how do we know that wouldn't have panned out where Jalen led the team back and they won? This, they won. How do you know that? Saban didn't want to gamble. The Eagles gambled. There's a difference between Saban and the Eagles and Howie. They gambled. Saban wouldn't. Saban wouldn't gamble his program with Jalen Hurts. Okay? He wouldn't gamble. Eagles gambled. And you're two and you're Saban today going, damn, how did we miss this? Wait till Burrow signs his contract. You're going to see Ohio State. And get this, he plays for an Ohio NFL team. Think of what you could have done with all the high school kids in the state of Ohio with Joe Burrow if you had just done your due diligence and believed in him. Shit, you, you, you know what? You, we've had Ed Ogeron on the program. You know, remember what Ed said? Ed, Ed brought him down and they talked. And you want to hear something crazy? I'll, I'll just I'll give you the story. Ed, Ed and LSU took him to a craw, a crawfish place in Baton Rouge, right? The one place didn't have the real, really a lot of crawfish. So you know what the restaurant did? They went next door. They all worked together to recruit him. The two restaurants, and they got Joe Burrow to go to LSU. That's what that community did. They wanted him there because Ed wanted him. Said, this guy, there's something about this guy. Ed's one of the greatest recruiters. That's why USC won all those national titles with Pete Carroll. Why do you think Southern Cal was great with Pete Carroll? Ed Ogeron was the director of personnel for USC football. He knew all that. Burrow's going to get 50, 55. I don't think it's going to be too north of Jalen's deal. Because remember, it is the Bengals. <laughs> you can, hey, when everything is said and done, 
I think Lamar Jackson is going to have the most money annually and the most guaranteed money, even over Joe Burrow. And the only reason I say that is because you have alligator arms, Mike Brown as the owner of the Bengals. Highest paid in NFL history, dual threat. Eh, he'll be the fourth in about a month. Mm, 51 ain't anything to sneeze at, though, my friend. <laughs> okay, 51 ain't anything to sneeze at. At number eight to Atlanta, I got Christian Gonzalez, Oregon, cornerback. Atlanta's doing some things. They need a quarterback, though. Malik Willis ain't cutting it. Or no, what's his name? Desmond Ritter. He ain't cutting it. I, I see, you know, wait, let me back up. I see some things with him. Malik Willis is in Tennessee. He's not the answer there. Um, Desmond Ritter, Atlanta. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. Number nine, Chicago. Peter Skronowski, Northwestern. They need an O-line. They got to start doing and protecting Justin Fields, in my opinion. They got to start protecting him. And at number 10, I have a trade. I have the Philadelphia Eagles trading with the New England Patriots. The Eagles move to 14. They get They get the 14th pick. They get the 52nd pick this year and they get a third and 24. That's what's being rumored out there. And they take B. John Robinson at 14. That, to me, makes the sense for the Eagles, I think. So the Eagles, and then the Patriots take Paris Johnson. And they put Paris Johnson in that offensive line. So the Eagles would get They would get the 14th pick with the Patriots. The 52nd pick or 51st pick in 23. And a fourth rounder in 24. That's and and you get your guy. And then get this at 30. You could take another starter or trade it for Devin White. Or trade it for a veteran player. Or trade the 30th pick to Arizona for Buda Baker. So you get your guy, Bijan, to help Jalen. And you get a player on the other side of the football. And you signed Jalen Hurts. And you got your corner. Hey, I'm going to take a time out here in a second, but watch this. So you got your two corners back. Things that I think were important. 
You got your center back. You restructured Lane. You signed Jalen. If you get Bijan, and then you get Buddha, you would have had a better offseason than you did a year ago. And that led to you winning the NFC and a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. That's a hell of an offseason. That would be a hell of an offseason. Would still moves to be made as you get closer to the season because we've seen the guy do it with Bradbury and with Gardner Johnson. Dude, I have to take a time out. I have it in over an hour and a half. I can't believe that, but there's so much stuff. I, I, I told you last week, as we're getting closer to the draft, it's going to keep picking up, and there's going to be, to be more intel. We're, we're going to have more conversation, obviously, tomorrow because more of the particulars of the Hertz deal will be made public. So please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. First Trust Bank is there for you. Seven, three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams. 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. Sales National Football Show. Looks like Carson Wentz may be a Ram. Um, he's getting he's he's getting a lot of conversation with the Rams. Um, and the ability for him to be able to play there. Uh, Matthew Stafford, actually, the Rams have been shopping him. Um, and they're in the market right now for a vet. There, there's a market for Carson Wentz. And the money they're talking, believe it or not, is seven and a half million bucks. Seven to eight million dollars. Um, so Carson Wentz and Sean McVay have been conversating. And there's a potential that he could land there. Now, again... Um, what could Sean McVay, look what Sean McVay did to Jared Goff. Could he help his game? I probably, I mean, what coaching did he get at the end when you had so much turmoil going on in the Eagle organization? Okay. I mean, once Frank Reich left, it started to go downhill. And then once he got injured, it went downhill quicker. And Doug was just looking for a life preserver for himself. And before you know it, you had an entire organization on its ear, which is something that that organization doesn't do. You know, I'll give the Eagles a lot of credit for this as well. They cleaned up a lot of that mess. That was a shit show. That was like, that was like a Chernobyl moment for the Eagles. With the whole Wentz thing and Doug Peterson scenario, it was a Chernobyl event. There was meltdowns everywhere. And they what they did, instead of wallowing in it, where you see a lot of organizations wallow in it, they were able to move off of it. And, and, and by the way, sending Wentz and eating that 30-some-odd million dollars on the salary cap when you sent him to Indianapolis, it has now paid dividends on the roster. It's actually paid off. Um, and it was absolutely something that you have to look back on with Howie and you have to give Howie <laughs> Winston Wolf, the fixer. Uh, so that's Howie's nickname, Winston Wolf. Winston Wolf is the fixer. Hey, what a great nickname from now on. Howie Roseman on this program is the fixer. So every day hey, you ready from now on the fixer. Is Howie. That's my new name for Howie Roseman. Way to go, dude. I like it, Yale. The fixer. Hey, who's the fixer going to draft next Thursday? I don't know, man. <laughs> who's the fixer going to... Who's the fixer going to take next week? Back in business. Um, As much as Wentz struggles, he's a good guy at heart, even though he's a Bible basher, and I'm rooting for him to turn it around. Yeah, why not, man? You root for everybody's success, don't you? Unless you're a complete jackass. Nobody likes rooting for tools. 
Okay? You root for people that are good folk. Carson Wentz has done nothing wrong except sucked. Okay? Honestly, at the end of the day, he hasn't really done anything wrong except sucked. And sometimes that's more than being a tool to some people. Dude, I don't care if you're a Jack. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been a tool his whole life. <laughs> yeah. But people still pay him $60 million because of his talents. Okay? Let's see. Pulp Fiction, of course I do. Wentz is milking cows. No. Wentz is milking bank tellers. <laughs> hey, when Carson Wentz walks into a bank, the only difference, like I told you guys before, the difference between he and Jesse James, he walks in with a checkbook. Jesse James walked in with a gun when he was robbing it. That's the only difference. Carson's got a checkbook. Here, let me put this money in there. And Jesse James had a gun. Okay? Poor. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Sadly, he failed as a quarterback after he got back in 2018. Well, yeah, you guys gave him a contract extension. It's crazy. It's totally crazy how the Eagles just are blind to that. It's great. Hey, it's great. Okay? Big sales. Hurts have the option to move money around his contract. I believe so. I believe that's why they front-ended it. Black Hole, I think that's why they front-ended that contract the way they did. I mean, he, he's getting paid at the front end of the deal. Dude, the whole deal is such a nicely done, professionally handled, nothing adversarial. Have you ever seen a negotiations in your life, in your world, certainly not in mine, where everything was perfect, at least for the illusion of the public? And... To know that we're not adversarial, here's your, here's your no trade. I'm telling you, I wasn't so taken by the 51. I was more by the no trade. They gave him a guaranteed contract. To me, that's a guarantee. To me, I think the owners are going to throw that guarantee out to stop the guaranteed contracts like the Watson deals. Keep an eye on that for the Justin Herbert and the Joe Burrow and Lamar deal. If guarantees are given and no trades, like no trades, because to me, that's a, that's a, bro, if you can't trade me somewhere, you got to pay me still, no matter if you want to or not, or you'll be in cap hell. Okay. Seals, do you trade for White or Baker? What's more of a need? And what do the what's the position, Jesse, that the Eagles covet more? I think safety. I don't think they would do that for White. I don't think they would put the money in it and the asset. The Bengals ownership may play hardball with the no trade. Not only that, don't you remember? 
Super Bowl week, Mike Brown comes out of the gate. Hey, you don't have to take all the money on the planet. You know, it's about building a team around you. So we're hoping that we could sit here and have a, a contract that's doable for both sides. They haven't even gotten to the table yet. It wasn't even January 9th yet, I don't think. Or January 6th when they started legally having the right to talk to players about contract extensions. They were, they were already complaining about the conversation that they were going to have to have with Burrow. Dude, when I, when I show up to buy a car, I don't want the car lot to call me first and go, hey, listen, you know, we're going to only start here. So before you even get on the lot, we want you to know what we're paying. I'm not going to your lot. It's not a way you start a conversation off. I got a feeling every – the difference between Jalen Hurts' deal – and all the deals that are coming up, every one of those deals, there's going to be a back and forth and bitching. Bengals and Burrow, Herbert and the Spanoses, and the Ravens, the Ravens and the um, and and uh, Lamar's people, his family. There's already shit talking going on, and Hertz would have had the easiest path to um, getting a deal done. And the rest of those guys are going to, they're going to struggle. Why? Cincinnati's ownership's not great. The Chargers ownership, it's not great. And, and what's going on in Baltimore is crazy. It's crazy what's going on in Baltimore. What a day. What a historic day. The Eagles show they have gigantic onions and they give their guy on 15 ball games 180 million dollars in guarantees and a no trade unreal shows you how much they want to be in business with that guy pretty cool stuff tone xander big joe appreciate it you guys please hit the like button you're sensational till tomorrow three to six eastern we shall see you on the flip side Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.